Okay, in Daniel chapter 3 and verse number 6, it says, uh, it's talking about, uh, and whosoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning fire oh, furnace. Yeah. So we see what the decree of the king was in reference to those that uh, came to the coronation or the uh, dedication celebration. And so with that being done, we also see that this was to enforce the decree, but uh, effectively act as a one-world religion. Mm. And, of course, this being even Babylon, um, and so early, and we can go back to actually Babel, we see where there was the uh, point of future of becoming world religion. Mm. And I don't know if we'll get there today, but there is actually... A organization that has been established by the uh, United Nations, and hopefully we'll talk about it. And I went on their website, and it is it is rhetoric. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is some rhetoric, and it, it's going to be interesting what they're doing. It's going, uh, you know, whatever they're doing. And I don't know everything. I may go back and do a little more research, uh, but what influence they're going to have, um, possibly, with implementing some things and. Everything's horky dorky. Let's walk through the tulips and let's all agree. And you know, let's don't disagree that we agree or disagree that we don't agree or di- whatever, however you want to say it. Um, Excuse me, I got, I got lost when I was signing my paperwork. We're on page uh, 71. 70, well, actually, uh, you know, that's a good question. Where are we? Okay, I'm looking at notes. Okay, we're somewhere between page 64 and 71, but we're on page 16 in our syllabus because we was answering number four. Okay. Now there's some reference to Revelation 13 and 8 and Revelation 13, 15 that's talking about the activity of, of the worship to, uh, well, let's just turn there. I think it'd be good to turn there. Um, to Revelation chapter... 13, verse number 8. And of course, this is during tribulation period. This is in reference to the Antichrist and and uh, some things that he will uh, be implementing. Um, what chapter of Revelation? 13. Chapter 13. Chapter 13, okay. Verse 8, and mm-hmm. then we're going to read verse 15 also. It says, And all that dwell upon the earth shall worship him, whose names were are not written in the book of life and the Lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Oh. It, then as you go down to verse 15, it says, And he had power to give life into the image of the beast, and that the image of the beast should both speak mm-hmm. and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. So I think it's uh, worth saying, if we can see this back in... Uh, the 6th century B.C., why can't we say that it will happen in the future? I mean, I don't, I, I don't see how we can argue that. Now, I'll tell you, uh, we've already stated about uh, A.I. Mm-hmm. I think this is where A.I. will be a part of this, uh, artificial intelligence. Uh, and, and, you know, you think about it. Artificial intelligence has some good, possibly. Um Think about our, our technology with computer and all. I mean, there's a lot of things that's already set in place or already operating. 
with these 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 functions and things. I think about the image of the beast. Mm -hmm. That's AI, isn't it? Has to be. I I think you'll have some some uh, technology of that. Uh, I, I think really one of the biggest things in reference to uh, the Antichrist, the uh, the beast that that will be established, the false prophet. See, the false prophet's going to bring in a religious order or help with a religious mm -hmm. order. There's those who say it's Catholicism. There's others who say this, that, and, and, and we won't get into that. But but uh, right now, maybe we can discuss it a little more. Um, but there's going to have to be this, this point of deception. Mm -hmm. And see, there is things that are happening right now that's AI. And the thing about it is you can produce something, and it can be right out looks so real so true so and we we already can do that by lying but people won't grab it is this this is real mm -hmm. you, you know have you ever have you ever experienced something uh maybe a place that you went or event or something and and i had a situation and, and i don't know if i really want to identify with it but but where you you almost turned around and says and it's tangible. I mean, you can touch it. It's like, this can't be real. This really can't be real. Is this real? Is this really happening? And and, and, and I'll, I'll go ahead and say this. I've been to, I, I, what, how many of you ever went to PTL? I see, I see you don't have seen no television. Okay, Jim Baker back in the, back in the 80s. <laughs> okay, I went down twice, and I'll tell you, the, first, the, the second time I went, I really thoroughly enjoyed the worship service that I got in and some things like that, um, but uh, in a communion service that we had um, and walking through, and, and, and there's an experience that I can testify that actually walking through an area where there's scriptures and it was like a garden, and I did not know God was allowing me at that moment, and this is a personal testimony, that he was preparing me for what was fixing to take place. I've never been employed in my life for three months but one time. And did not know when I went back home, I was going to lose my job. Mm. Not only me, but my wife for three months. That's before I ever met you guys. And, uh, but, uh, <laughs> so few words. Uh, but uh, anyway, it was a moment of trial, but yet I'm thankful I walked through there. But the first time I ever walked on the grounds of PTL, walk through their mall area and all the glamour and, and the beauty of the place and everything. When I walked back to my car that night, it was already dark and the lights from the place and everything. When I walked back, I literally found myself turning around, looking back one more time. This is the first time. And those words come in my mouth. This place cannot be real. Cannot be real. Cannot be real. It cannot be real. I don't know if I prophetically said something or not. I should have said that. But anyway, uh, I, I, just the amazement of it, the glander, the beauty of it, 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 it's not real. It can't be real. There can't be a place on earth where you, you're able to walk on the anointing. But do you know that PTL had security? Do you know that PTL actually had one of the largest in that area drug bust? It wasn't something they were doing, but somebody was using the facility to come in under Minding, and I think their security was part of the busting it or, or getting law enforcement. Mm -hmm. So I didn't need to give all that. But anyway, there is things that 
just don't seem like it can be real. And I think that's what's going to happen. Just the deception that's going to take place. That's going to take place. Okay. <laughs> um, Pastor, through a lot of the young people of this generation, through the video games and things, they have these ideas of a false... Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They, they create their own universe and that kind of stuff. Yeah. I have a nephew and he's in his thirties and I'm like, that's not the world. What you're doing those games, that's not mm-hmm. the world. That's right. They feel like they're creating their own universe and AI has a lot to do with it. Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've never been a gamer. About the closest I ever come when uh Pac Man came out. Oh I love Pac Man. Oh I love Pac Man. Yeah. But, but there again, uh, you know, I played some pinball a few times in a little store that, that I worked at. But um, to be honest with you, when how many of you remember Farm Farmville? I don't know if they still have that. Yeah, name. I remember that. I got engulfed in that. That's the closest I ever got. I feel like an addiction. Mm-hmm. And man, I would find myself saying, Jeff, I got to get home. Because you had a period of time some of your crops would expire. What? I'm serious, and this has been in the last 10 years, Pastor. And finally, one day, I come to my senses, and I said, it ain't worth trying to earn enough points to get a stinking tractor. That ain't even real. You're telling the truth, sister. You're telling the truth. And finally, I just deleted it. And I said, well. And then when my granddaughter, his oldest daughter, comes and says, Pa, she was younger, she says, you need a MySpace. I said, what's a MySpace? Okay. My addiction has always been Will of Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. All right, let's get back AI and get into the word about the I am. All right. Okay. So we could see where this one world religion is being established. We can see it's in the past. We see it's definitely going to happen. We see under the Antichrist, those kind of things. Okay, number five. Number five. It says the decree required everyone. It didn't exempt anybody. We just still don't know where Daniel was. Mm-hmm. But uh, God knows. You know, that may be a question somebody wants to ask Daniel when we get there. Mm-hmm. Okay, Daniel, where were you that day? Right, the decree required everyone mm-hmm. to bow before the golden statue was form <coughs> of godliness. It was a form of godliness, but was not true worship and only served to appease Satan and Nebuchadnezzar. Mm-hmm. How much is in the name of worship that appeases the flesh? Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. I go back. We need anointed music. Oh, yes. We need anointed servants mm-hmm. that perform it. Yes. And you may disagree with me, but I've actually seen this and I know we were talking about church and I'm not going to go into all the details, but... There can be one, and Pastor, I believe, and Dennis, you probably can vouch for this too. How many churches there's this tension between ministerial, pastoral ministry, and the music ministry? If it happens in a church, I'm going to tell you what. I don't care how talented everybody is, how how word verse the pastor is, oh, yeah. it is not of God. Everybody's yeah, trying right. to establish their own thing and their own identity that's and right. be number one. That's they want right. to be in the first place. Yeah. 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 I literally saw, and I'm not gonna get no details, I literally saw a church that became a struggle between the choir director and had a wonderful <laughs> choir for years, and he was the he was a downfall. When we left that church, I was a child. When we left that church, 
the words that I heard my mother say. And I went back to that church years later as a young man, got the opportunity to preach there one time after I had been called to preach. This man was still there, and he was not only uh, the choir director, he had been from day one. Church started in 1964. And he's gone to be with the Lord now. I believe he was a man of God. I believe he knew the Lord in that aspect. But it got to the place it was about him. Mm, yeah. He was a deacon. I'll never forget the morning. This wasn't the pastor that I'm talking about. My mother, I heard my mother, I heard my mother ask this pastor why he was leaving the church. You know what his answer was? This was the founding pastor around 1966, 1967. I was just a child. He said, because when the deacon tells you that you're the problem in the church, he said, it's time for one of us to leave. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to tell you in reference to that. But somewhere shortly after I graduated, which was at least 10, 12 years later, I met a young lady and I was dating her. And that's where she attended church. I went back. Mm-hmm. And that same man was still there. Mm. And folks, I saw that church on a Wednesday night. Oh, my. I don't know whatever become of him. I left. Mm. I left. I, matter of fact, I didn't go to either. I, I, went, I went back, and then I went back to the other church that got established, that pastor. And that Sunday morning, that Sunday morning before that Wednesday, I knew something was wrong. Because one of his sons, the pastor's son, this wasn't the original pastor I was talking about, but that pastor, we always went to prayer before Sunday morning service. The men had a place, the women in the Sunday school room. And his son was a deacon also. And I was one of the last ones out of the prayer room. And right behind me was his son. And the pastor grabbed him. And he says, hold up a minute. And the next thing I know, here come the choir director, deacon, and two or three other deacons in the church. He didn't get in there. And I don't know how they done the singing that morning. I don't remember. But anyway, actually, the service got started. And the deacons and the pastor was back there for at least 15 minutes. I don't know what come down. But on Wednesday, that pastor knew. It was over. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, he resigned. He resigned. Didn't show up on Wednesday mm-hmm. night. And upon not showing up. That even that deacon didn't have the decency to show up. Mm. No, the deacon of the church got up and he says, We have pastor's resignation. One hundred percent, and the church was full, stood up and says, We will not recognize it. Mm. Wow. And the deacon says, We've got to. He's resigned. He will not come back. He says he will not come back. Now the church got started. Mm. But that church has struggled ever since that to ever be what it was. Mm-hmm. What it was. And that's the church I was saved at as a child. Mm-hmm. It's sad when there's this competition and not the complementary to the most holy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we realize when all this is being said, actually that's exactly what Nebuchadnezzar is doing. Mm-hmm. He says to appease Satan but he was wanting to appease himself. Mm-hmm. He was wanting to appease himself. In Daniel chapter number 6, excuse me, chapter 3 and verse number 8, uh, reveals that certain Chaldeans, or Chaldeans, however you want to pronounce it, mm-hmm. um, and that's out of verse number 8, 
and I must be ahead of myself. I am. It's talking about they came prepared to accuse the Jews within their midst as they knew these men would not bow before the statue. Mm -hmm. Well, I like the wordage of that. They knew that they wouldn't bow. <laughs> mm. I do. I like that. They already knew that they, they had uh, those that were going to stand their ground. Um, that's on page 71, some of the information there in your textbook. And uh, so that was verse number eight. They came to accuse. The enemy is accuser of the brethren. Yes. Um, a would be these men had forgotten that Daniel had saved them years earlier from certain death when they could not, not reveal Nebuchadnezzar's dream. dream. Yeah. All about them. Yeah. They forgot what Daniel had done. It saved their height. Mm -hmm. Man, how can you forget something like that? Mm. Mm. Something to think about. But they're looking for prestige. Yeah, that's right. You know, we'll yeah. squeal and prestige. Mm -hmm. um, then it goes on and B, it says, uh, did we do A? Yes. Yes, yeah, sir. Okay. B, did, uh, this depicts a future persecution of Christians and Jews during the tribulation. Now, we got to understand when it says Christian here, that may not be the best word uh, because hopefully the Christians are out of here. Amen. Unless you're mid or, or post. But uh, and if you want to stay, that'll be fine. Just help the 144,000 evangelize I'm until, out they, of here. until they cut your head off. <laughs> uh, that's all I can tell you. Uh, or make it to Petra. You're gone. I'm gone. Unless you can make it to Petra. But uh, this is this has got to be people that are believers thereafter that are probably mm -hmm. Gentile, uh, and it says the Jews during the tribulation. Mm -hmm. See the betrayers approve the king. Uh, excuse me, approached the king with flattery, reminding the king of his decree that all should bow so as to trap these three Hebrew brothers or men uh, who uh, did not bow. This purpose was to ensure that their immediate rulers would be dead. So listen to what the latter part of that was. Their purpose was to ensure that their immediate rulers would be dead. So we've got to realize it had to be for their own prestige. Yeah. They were upset that these guys were in the top seven because Daniel had shared his position that they'd be over some of the providences and things. This was a very spiteful thing. It was not just all about, about the, you know, here's the thing. Some of these guys might not even been interested really in the image itself. How many people go to church and sing Amazing Grace or sing... Whatever the the, the the worship song is, they don't care. They don't care what those lyrics are. They don't care what those words right. say. They don't care it's glorifying God. Mm -hmm. I just fulfilled a commitment. That's exactly how these fellows could have been. We're just fulfilling a commitment, the king said. Amen. Mm -hmm. Can I? Yes, ma'am. This remind me of offertory. We do the offertory at the <laughs> church. Mm -hmm. uh, we do uh, under the Lord that said the first day of the increase. And only the Lord that said in the first of your, I can't, he's going away. But many years I've said, honor the Lord with your substance. substance. Mm -hmm. Yes. That's how many people say that and don't do that? Mm -hmm. Honor the Lord with your substance. Yes. First increase. Mm -hmm. How many of us say that every Sunday? Mm -hmm. And we're there four Sundays a week. And I, you know, I mean, four Sundays a month. And, and I know it because I see some papers my husband bring home, you know. He's not going to let down for me mm -hmm. to see it, but. 
see my sight, I look over, you know, see what's going on. You just I'm, made me think about something, I'm sister. I'm the church clerk at my church, and you would be surprised yes. at so many <coughs> people that you would believe would be high prayers. Catch myself not paying any attention to that because yeah. you know if not, it's easy to get hung up on that when you see it. You right. Say, sure, yeah. you yeah. have to try to forget. Just overlook it. Yeah. 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 Just forget it. Mm -hmm. I know yeah. what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's exactly right. I'm happy with not. Okay. Oh, I know. That's how exactly they, well, they're not they don't realize that God rebukes yes. the devour for their sake when yes. they pay their tithes. I, don't, yes. I wouldn't want to take that chance. You'll be broke yes. if you don't pay your tithes as well. Well, how many blessings? Well, things will come your way. That's right. <laughs> Something else will come and take it if you don't pay it. There you go. I have to. Rebuking the devour. Yeah. Right. And these guys were setting themselves up. Dennis, you want to get up and we'll imagine you've already sung the 25th uh, stanza of Just As I Am. Because I'm fixing to rock y'all. I'm fixing to rock your brain with, oh, with wow. some of the discussion. Uh -oh. mm. How many of us would use God's name in vain? Mm. Hopefully none of us ever have. No. But how many of us would right now use God's name in vain? They mm. said, so, Pastor, Bush, where are you going? No. When we don't take his word for what he said. And we're believers. We're using it in vain. That's right. His name. This is his name. That's strong, folks. Think about it. Mm. It's important what Same you're saying. saying we we need to we need to mean business when we speak yeah. what God says. Yes. What his word says yeah. over our life. Amen. That's why we don't receive. And it's already been said through through the time. That's why listen, there come I've got a teaching and it's in my book that I'm writing. Listen, we've got to learn how to pray. Yes. Amen. Listen, I'm going to tell you, when I was going through the cancer issue, mm -hmm. I didn't want everybody praying for me. Uh -uh. That's right. Huh? Mm -hmm. There's people I didn't tell them nothing. Mm -hmm. They'll right. put you in the grave. That's, That's right. 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 Yes. And the Lord spoke to you and said, You shall live and not die. Not die. Praise That's the God. word. That's See, right. you got to speak the word. Man. It's like a it's like a, a, a family member of mine. The Saturday after I get out of the hospital, I've been diagnosed at what the doctors report. Yeah. You know what yeah, I see in the doctors yeah. report? Right. And my yeah. wife's done told everybody because I get out on Friday, Saturday's my fifty eighth birthday at, 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 back in twenty fifteen. And my wife has already told all the family, and you probably know what I'm telling, fixing to tell. Don't you come here speaking anything except what he says. Yeah. Yeah. And yes. my dear sister, mm -hmm. I'm sorry, Kathy, but it's the truth, and she knows. She come while we were sitting there observing my birthday, and she says, these are the words. She's precious. She's my sister. I love her, me and her. She's a born-again believer. These are the words come out of her mouth, Pastor. Well, brother, she didn't say brother. She said, Harry, she said, no, you know, everybody's going to die. 
Brother, I didn't have to think about it. This is exactly what come out of me. The word of God. I sure said, is. this sickness is not unto death. Right. Yes. Yes. Right. right. This sickness yes. is not unto death. Yes. We've got to speak it. If not, if we do not take yes, the word Lord. of God, what it says, we're what taking it. Right. And watch what comes right. out of our mouths. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Exactly. I made a statement, Pastor. You may not use this, but you're welcome to use it, and I won't charge you a dime. <laughs> I told congregation several times, and Dennis may have heard me tell it, if you will listen to the Word of God, and it wasn't because of me preaching. I said, if you listen to the Word of God when I'm preaching it, and you will make it applicable in your life, there'll be less counsel in the back room. Yeah, sure there'll be less counsel. Oh, that's exactly right. Yeah. So true. I'm going to tell you one of the greatest experiences I ever had, and I was weeping before the Lord. And we had a guest minister that night. And I don't know who else moved, but the pastor moved. And I was a pastor. It was a church where Dennis, I don't know if you were still there at that time. And I'm telling you what, she tore me up. This minister, she tore me up. I don't even know what she preached. But she tore me up. And I found myself in the altar with my first Bible that my parents gave me when I preached out of it. And I still got old faithful. I was 14 years old. And I was in the altar weeping like a baby and I found myself on my knees turning the pages mm. of that book that Bible and they were just like scripture just coming off the page Wow. some I'd underlined some I'd never underlined just scriptures and all of a sudden I found myself and you know what I was saying oh God forgive me for forgetting God forgive me for forgetting yeah. what you yeah. said right yeah. here what you said I don't know how long I was in the altar yeah. it was a moment we've got to remember right. God's word is Praise powerful you, Jesus. and their whole intentions was for the wrong purpose mm -hmm. their whole intentions was for the wrong purpose mm -hmm. to build their agenda mm -hmm. yeah amen they had no more desire to, to kneel at that statue than the others that's right possibly or it didn't matter to them. Mm -hmm. It didn't yeah. matter to them who they were worshiping. It just mattered the other people were worshiping. That's yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Because the, the, even their text tells us that they reminded the king. The king knew the decree. Yeah. By the time we get to the Mede-Persians, Mede they couldn't change it. Mm. They couldn't ch change the decree. Okay. It had to stand. Yeah. Okay, because of uh, Daniel. Uh, yeah. in, in the den of lions. Um, so the, the king knew what his statue was. All right, let's see. We They trapped. Okay, that was C. So as to trap the three Hebrew men who did not bow, their purpose was to ensure at their immediate rulers would be dead. Self-promotion. Self Self-promotion mm -hmm. is their whole intention. Self-promotion. All right, uh, C, under 6, okay. on 16. All right, number 7, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were charged with three accusations. They were charged with three accusations. Okay, I was looking to see where my note was, if there was something. Else. Okay, they, this is on page 74 in your textbook. They were charged with three things. First of all, that they did not pay due respect to the king. Now, boy, that sounds pretty, pretty, sounds like a pretty good thing to bring up to the king. Hey, these fellows are doing you wrong, king. Let's do something about it. 
you see how rhetoric and things can be changed mm -hmm. and the whole intent of, of, the, of the malice and the underlying real issue? They didn't really specify the real issue to some point without uh, sugarcoating it. All right, two, did not serve the king's God. Well, you know what? Nebuchadnezzar already knew that. By now, Nebuchadnezzar knew they weren't going to serve him or serve his gods. They'd already had some experience with that. And he'd even had to acknowledge that, that uh, God was the only God. All right, did not serve the king's God. And three, did not worship the golden image which the king had set up. And I've got highlighted here, pay attention to the fact that the Chaldeans or the Chaldeans mentioned the political position you have set over the affairs of the providence of Babylon of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Their point is that, in their opinion, the three Jews being high officials in Nebuchadnezzar's one world kingdom would have, should have been examples of obedience. So we can see their charges, we can see their allegations, we can see how that they're, how they established their uh, affidavit or their uh, claim or their charges here. Um, number seven, let me make sure, I think we covered those, but uh, they did not pay due regard to the king. Yeah. They did not serve the king's gods. They did not worship the gold image which the king had set up. All right, number eight. King Nebuchadnezzar called the three men before him and asked if oh, the accusations... What? I had that right to start with. I thought you said respect. I had regard. I thought you said respect, too. I may have said, respect. said respect. Do we need to change it to regard? Regard would be fine. Okay. Or respect. I don't know what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I may have just used used it not thinking, but just have recorded the text. All right, number eight, King Nebuchadnezzar called the three men before him and asked if the accusations were true. These men these men deliver a threefold response to the king. Let me say this. Remember Daniel 1 8. I'll leave all three of these boys. That was their that was their resolve. That was their decree. That's what we're standing on. They and, and a resolve means a firm determination to do something. Yeah. It means to decide firmly on a course of action. Mm -hmm. Now, see what's important with that statement that I just made is that we can have a firm statement of what we've determined, but sometimes there's a course of action that's got to take place. Mm -hmm. There's a course of action that's got to take place. And at this point, they had to stand their ground. I don't see them protesting. I don't see them holding signs up and saying, we are not going to worship this God. I don't see all that kind of stuff. And I said that to say this, because when you go back, when you go back, we see even in the point of Daniel and those three Hebrew uh, young men, when they petitioned Mazar, Melzar, they ask. They didn't go in there and, hey, hey, we're not eating this food and protest and whatever. They went in a humility. They went in in the right, proper way. Um, so there's a difference in there's a difference in having a resolve and how we take action. That's right. How we take action. Mm -hmm. 
I, I believe what uh, Acts chapter five, uh, chapter five and twenty nine says. Um, you know, we didn't tear the school down, we didn't burn the school, we didn't attack the gymnasium. But when I was in high school, we had a situation that took place, and uh, I was in Youth for Christ, and uh, a couple other, you know, friends and things of that nature. But uh, we had a lot of uh, assemblies. There was a lot of things at, uh, at assemblies, especially before a football game and. And some of the music I didn't care for. I didn't care for things the band played and, and stuff like that. But they literally brought a rock group to our school during school hours and wanted us to go to this assembly. Oh my! Well, I'll have to admit I was one of the ringleaders to make a statement. I mean, I'm just being honest. I ain't saying it boastful. And I got some of my other friends that were Christians, and some of them in Youth for Christ. We didn't go down to the office and. Mr. Uh, I was trying to think of our principal's name, but that's beside the point. We ain't going down there. Yeah. We went down there with a resolve, and we said, look, we have a conviction. Mm -hmm. This is not music we listen to. We're just asking, can we go to the library and make it a study period? Mm -hmm. You know where we all ended up? In the library. Okay. Our resolve was, we do not want to entertain this. We didn't go down there and say, you ain't having this concert. Right. We didn't go down there and start cutting chords. We didn't go down there and smash the, the lead guitar's uh, guitar. That's true. We did what we needed to do, mm -hmm. so we didn't have to uh, 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 comply to what they wanted us to do. <laughs> and one of my greatest moments in a general, I mean, at, a, at an assembly, our football team, you know, they come out in the gym and they're all excited. Boy, we got a football game tonight. They're doing fairly decent that year. They didn't go to the state playoffs. Mm -hmm. But anyway, you know, I'm excited too. And 1,300 students, we're in the, we're in the, uh, uh, the, we call them the bleachers. Everybody's having a, you know, heyday. The band's playing and all this. And they're trying to, you know, pump them up for Friday night. And I had a God moment, Pastor. Uh -oh. I had a God moment mm -hmm. in my senior year of high school, and I'm sitting Glory. there. I even look at my teacher. I, I'm turning around looking, and all of a sudden I said, Glory to God, one day this is the way it's going to be in heaven. We're going to be standing at the throne worshiping God. Yes. Mm. Mm, praise God. Mercy. Okay, we're on which number? Eight. 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 All right, number eight. King Nebuchadnezzar called the three men. All right, he asked. We was talking about the resolve. The threefold response to the king. They gave three responses. Their first response to the king was respectfully given with the words, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need. Ooh. We have no need to answer you in this matter. Mm, that man. You know what they really were saying, I think? Nebuchadnezzar, king, you know what our answer is. We've already right. told you there's only one God. You've even declared it yourself. Mm. Yeah. There's no need for us to give you an answer. The second response contained these words. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. What they said, hey, if God don't deliver us, we're going to be delivered out of your hands. And you know, one of these days we're going to understand it all. You know, why, and I'm only just bringing this out. Why did God deliver them and he didn't deliver John the Baptist? 
I don't have all the answers. Yeah. Why did why why did uh, a, a den of lions, not a lion's den, a den of lions, sit there all night, and Daniel used them as pillows more than likely. And as soon as Daniel come out of there and they threw all those false accusers and their families in there, I'm going to tell you what. Somebody must have smelt good. Somebody must have smelt like a T-bone steak or a ribeye because they went into an eat mode and boy, their, their appetite came back. I can't explain it all. But I know God's in control. God's in control. I read a, a meme one time. Uh-huh. And it said it showed a picture of them in the lion's den. Mm-hmm. And he's standing there and he says, uh, the lions are talking. The lions are talking. Yeah, the lead lion says to the group, Y'all better lay down and get still before this prophet eats us. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Wow. Ro- roasted lion. Yeah. Mm. Roasted lion. Ah. Amen. You, you know, with you saying that, I just mean this humorous. Now wouldn't it have been something? Wouldn't it have been something? That king, man, he, he had a time at night. Think about it. Yeah. Darius, he had a time. The Bible says he fasted. Yeah, he fasted. He fasted, buddy. <laughs> and Daniel knew that. If Daniel knew that, yeah. what if Daniel had just roasted one of those lines? I'm not saying we need to lie. But what if he had just roasted one of the things like what you were saying? And when the king says, Daniel... He said, oh, king, come on down. I know you fasted all night. I got us a ribeye. I got a side. Of, I got some ribs. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's get out of that. That's not bobbing. Okay. All right. Can we have fun a little bit? Okay. Amen. Okay. All right. Um, you think God's got a sense of humor? Yes. Yeah. 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 He yeah. made us. <laughs> That's exactly right. While we got the brethren here that I do have, because most of the time this class has been more women, I saw where it posted that uh, somebody had posted said, uh, you know why God made Adam first? He didn't want no advice. (laughs) I gotta stop. I gotta stop. Okay. All right, let's get back to this. (laughs) That's funny. I'll tell y'all about the bridge another time. Okay. Uh, the second response contained these words. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us. That's verse number 17 of the uh, third chapter from the burning fire furnace. But he will deliver us from your hand, O king. So that day they knew they were going to be delivered. And there was a deliverance. Even mm-hmm. the fact that uh, they were looking at it from the standpoint this thing goes the way that you want it to go, king. All right, the third response contained these words. But if not, it will be known to you, O King. They made it personal. Mm-hmm. O King, that, yeah. that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the golden image which you have set up. That was their resolve. They were going to stand on it, burn, be okay. Bow, it ain't going to happen. Yep. It ain't going to happen. We may burn, but we ain't going to bow. Yes. Number nine, the response of the three men were not words that the king desired to hear. What did the king do? And see, for this king to, to, to see, he could have just went on the words, but he even took the time to have a hearing. He even gives them, and the word is second chance. 
to bow down before the gold image or the image of gold. And that's on page 77 in the notes of your textbook. Mm -hmm. um, these men trusted in their God. They knew he could save their lives and actually believed he would. Mm -hmm. All right. So he gave them a second chance. Uh, in the, the king answered in Daniel chapter 3 and verse 15. Mm -hmm. Let's read that. It says, now if you are ready at the time you hear the sound of the horn, the flute, the harp, the lyre, the psalmster in symphony with all kinds of music and you fall down and worship the image which I have made good, made good. But if you do not worship, you shall be cast immediately into the midst of the burning furnace, mm -hmm. burning fiery furnace. And who is the God of? See, he gives a question here. The king does. And who is the God who will deliver you from my hand? Now, that sounds like a fist in the face of God. What God's going to deliver you? What God's going to deliver you when I'm the God? I can make the decision not to throw you, and I'm giving you the opportunity. I'm giving you a second chance to change your mind, to change your resolve, to compromise. Actually, what the king was doing, he was requesting that they compromise here. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And see, that's what the enemy does. Yeah. That's what the forces of the enemy does. They want to, they want to reason. Listen, let, let me tell you something that I think it, it, it needs to be said. There's times we know we have the victory. Mm -hmm. There's times that we may be tempted in some area. Or even fail just to fail, fail to, to, to trust God's word in something. And the enemy will come and start reasoning with you. Oh, yes, he will. That's yeah. what he done with Adam. Yeah. And Eve. Mm -hmm. That's what he done with Eve. Mm -hmm. He reasoned with, well, did God say that you would die? Yeah. They could fall over dead immediately. Mm -hmm. He wants to make God a liar. Yeah. Well, we know who the liar is. And reasoning... You know, reasoning, sometimes we start listening to the reasoning of the enemy. We've got to do like Jesus did. And Dennis, that's one thing that I have never forgot. Dennis used to have this statement when he would be teaching or preaching. He would say something in reference of, you know, not having more time. But he said, uh, I forget how you said that about the, we need more it is written. We need more it is written. And if we'll just take the it is written and apply them to the reasoning that the enemy's trying to give us, what happens okay. is, listen, the devil did not leave the first time. Mm -hmm. He didn't leave the second time. Mm -hmm. And then in the scripture says he left him for Okay. So if we've got that in our mindset that this is a there is a battle, we can win the battles. And the war's already been won. Yes. We got to focus. See, we 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 look we look at we look at the big picture sometimes. It's like if it's like if this God forbid this room's on fire. I didn't holler fire, don't run. But if this room was on fire and that door wasn't there, and this room's on fire, there's two choices you have. Two choices. There's a door right there. And you can go out that door. Or you can stand here and be mesmerized by the fire. Mm -hmm. You can sit there and just look at the fire. And burn. 
That's what we do sometimes. Mm -hmm. We sit there and reason what the enemy has said. Mm -hmm. These good. fellows did not reason what these kings said. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. So even when he, he his desire was to compromise, the king asked in verse 15 of the third chapter, who is the God who will deliver you from my hands? You know what I actually believe that he done, the king, when he said this? Three things. When he made this compromise, he exalted himself. Mm -hmm. What God's going to deliver you. He took it as questioning the authority, or even his authority, and God's authority, and he belittled and uh, intimidated he was trying to belittle them and intimidate them and even frighten them to make them do. I'm going to tell you what, it would not be pleasant to be standing in the court of the highest king of the world at that moment and tells you he's going to put you in a fiery furnace. That's why I want out here. I mean, I don't want to use Jesus for just a, a, a hell escape. Right. But I'm going to be honest with you. A person that will not follow Christ now and will not receive Jesus Christ mm -hmm. now, I'm going to tell you what, it's going to be a grace of God and a miracle that you don't have your head cut off. That's why Amen. the way things are now. Yes. It's easy now compared to what it's going to be. And you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to go ahead and say it. We in America, we are a bunch of babies with pacifier. Not yeah, that right. I mean, the preacher figures come out of me. Mm -hmm. We get upset over some of the most silliest things, That's and right. oh, I've been offended. I won't go back to the church. Oh, well, I didn't I like what yeah, the preacher yeah. said. Preach. Grow up. That's forgive right. him. Or somebody or, says something wrong. Or get yeah. forgiven. Or you don't like the color of the carpet. <laughs> you know what I told the church one I've time? I've seen it. You know what I told the church? I said, I'll have no part when you get ready to build, and they didn't build under me. And I said, I won't have no part in designing. I said, matter of fact, I want the women to have some, some word in it. As far as I'm concerned, I said, you can make the carpet pink with purple. Uh, you can make it the carpet pink with purple polka dots. I said, I ain't going to argue over carpet. No, you know, just put it down or don't put it down. Um, silly stuff. But yet oh, we got know. people out here that's given their life for the cause of Christ. That's right. There's more people that have died for the cause of Christ in the last century. Amen. Amen. And we get offended. We get hurt over little silly things. I'm going to tell you something. I, I'm so far. 95% of the churches, maybe more than that, need a good revival or they need to close their doors. Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. So exactly. That's right. Um, speaking of fire, um, while I was studying on this um, at home, and, um, and the Lord reminded me that if there's a fire, I would not be burned up. I say at 43. Mm -hmm. That, uh, Isaiah 40, what was that again? Isaiah 43, 43, Okay, it talks about what now? Speaking of fire. Fire, uh-huh. Um, while I was studying at the home, and the Lord reminded me that if <laughs> there was a fire, mm -hmm. I would not be burned up. 
That's right. Psalm 3322. Okay. Yeah. 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 He is hot. Hot head. He's. That, <laughs> I think he's the. I think he's the seventh degree mm-hmm. of this fire. Mm. All right. King Nebuchadnezzar was furious with the response or with their response and ordered that the furnace be heated heated seven times mm-hmm. more than it is act, usually heated. And on page eighty, it talks about uh, that particular thing on page uh, eighty. Mm-hmm. It says. Uh, Listen to this. A few scholars questioned whether the furnace was literally heated seven times hotter. For example, from 1,000 degrees to 7,000 degrees. Mm. Think about that. If I remember correctly, okay, yeah, I've got some notes in the side here. All right, I want you to think about something. 1,400 to 2,000 degree Fahrenheit, it takes one point, it takes an hour and a half to four hours to cremate a body. How long? From, from from an hour and a half to four hours to cremate a body at the temperatures of 1,400 to 2,000 Fahrenheit. Good God. Think about that. This mm. might be a little bit out. A lot of people are doing that now. What do you think of that? An hour what? Or 2,000. For an hour and a half to four hours to cremate. Oh, wow. The sister here asked a question, and I'm going to just briefly and I'll be happy to talk a little more. Okay. I think I think first of all, there's nowhere in scripture that it it just right out says, Thou shalt not cremate. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think where we go back and if you start looking at scripture and studying Romans cultures, did. it was more of a pagan. Yeah. Okay. And we see even with uh, Judaism and, and, and the honor of the body and entombing it. Matter of fact, think back about uh, Jacob and um, Joseph coming out of Egypt. They took their bodies. They took their bodies and and then uh, buried them later. And, of course, we get into the tombage and we can talk about families being buried together and all these kind of things. Today, have I I, I done services that were cremations? Yes. Um, Have I had to answer that question? Yes. And the way I've answered it to families, because first of all, you want to minister to a family. The last thing is, I'm not going to hold this funeral of your, 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 your loved one, and whether they come to the church or not, or faithful, blah, 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 because you're cremating him. I mean, I, I don't know if that's the moment to, to deal with that. Right. Uh, there's more at stake that's important. I, I would be more apt to say, and, and I literally went to a funeral of a friend, I didn't have anything to do with the funeral, and I didn't went because I worked with the lady, it was her husband. I'm telling you what, it really just, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. And, and I only remember the song, uh, it was a group by the name of uh, Grand, uh, Grand Funk, I think. They were back in the 70s. Well, really? Yeah, <laughs> and it was, didn't they have a song, something about I, I love rock and roll? 
Something like that. Well, anyway, here we are in this service. And the next thing I know, you know, some minister or somebody's got up and said a few words, shared a few scriptures. And I mean, it wasn't a very impressive funeral to me spiritually anyway. And the next thing I know, they're playing this song. Mm. I love rock and roll. I ran funk and I'm sitting there. Oh, in a church? No, oh. thank God it was in a, if I'd have been a pastor, now that, that's where I would have said, no, we're not going to have this. Right. No, not in the church, not that song. You know, if you want to play it at the gravesite, maybe, but no, not in the church. Not in church. You're not right, going to play it. I'm about to say. But uh, no, no, it was in it was in the funeral home chapel. Thank, okay. God. Thank God. I think the only thing I, I've got an uncle. No, I've got a, uh, I've got a second cousin. He played music, and my daddy went to his funeral in Florida. I didn't get to go. Um, and he loved he loved you know more of the western country style songs, some of the old stuff. Uh, and they literally uh, played uh, uh, Home on the Range with the antelope. I can't remember. My daddy come back home telling that, that, that his you know cousin uh, Norman, that's what they played. Mm-hmm. The only thing, and y'all can, y'all can get me, and I know I got off the question. The only thing that I've ever done, I held a funeral. It's one of the last funerals that I did. It was a dear friend of mine, and I ate to the Lord. We were friends since the second grade. Later in his life, he gave his heart to the Lord. And the brothers come to me, two brothers. They need the Lord. But Mike accepted Christ, had the opportunity to baptize him. And I miss him. And uh, anyway, I am just thank God for the transformation that took place in his life. But his brothers come to me, and they said, we have a song. And they asked me, he says, well, what do you think Mike would want played? And I said, well, you like that song, uh, Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone? Mm-hmm. Mike got to where he liked that song. I said, how about if we play that? Yeah, that sounds fine. I said, you want to listen to it? And they said, well, we do have one song that we'd like you to play. And uh, um, I see, I, I don't listen to secular music, and I'm trying to remember that. ZZ Top, I think, is the group. And the song was called Simple Man. And I said, guys, I'll get back with you. And I'm thinking, oh. mm. And I sat down and I Googled that song, Pastor, and I listened to it. Oh, my gosh. And as I listened to it, it, it was more of a softer song. It wasn't, you know, I mean, but as I listened to it, I said, Lord, you need, you need to give me some help here. I don't want to do anything I shouldn't do. But I actually said, okay, we'll do that song. And if I'm not mistaken, they did it right before I spoke. We had done the uh, Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone. And I got up, and the first words come out of my mouth that I remember after they played that song, Michael was not a simple man. I said he was simple in a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And I began to tell things about Mike that would be simple. Mm-hmm. Things that he was involved, things that were good. I mean, there was nothing wrong with them. Right. He loved building carving. I got to actually sign the title or notarize the title of a 1957 Chevrolet in high school that he bought and restored, and he was giving it to his brothers before he died. So the simplicity of him, I used that song to bounce off. 
He's not a simple man. He's a child of God. Wow. And I turned to the message of him giving his heart. And his brothers needed to hear that. His family needed to hear that. Yeah. yeah, you got to be careful with some of these things. This is why I was asking because there were two ministers recently. Ministers, I mean, mm-hmm. I believe they were called of God, and that's what they requested to their family was to go. Did they be criminal? Uh, I think a lot of it today has has to do with economics. Yeah, it has a lot to do with economics. The thing about it is, let me say this, and I'm not trying to justify it. I, I'm not. I'm not against it. I'm not for it. Our dollars already set all her things in order. Not Marcia, but our middle daughter. And that's what she wanted. It's already been paid for if she passes. And she's got some health issues, and I won't go into all that. Uh, And and I'm not trying to cop out. But if somebody dies on the sea, if somebody gets blowed up in war, and we don't really have the remains, if they're a believer, God knows where they're at. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. That's when it comes time for a resurrection, even of the dead that are lost without Christ, yeah. God knows. That's knows. right. God knows. And I'm not trying to justify I think a lot of it today is economics. Uh, and I know there's places in the world where it's probably because of land and, and, and maintaining a, a burial places and all. Because you think about it, we're taking lots or, or, or plots where they used to take a tomb, and you could bury several people in a less space. Right. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing. So I don't know if that helped. It did. So I, I, I think it's the heart. I think a lot of it's the heart. Mm-hmm. Now, somebody told me they wanted to have a this, that, and the other. No, I, I ain't having no part of it. And I had my moment. I had the moment the first time that I'd ever done a service with cremation. I'm at the church. We're going to do a memorial service that evening. And the wife, she was going to take the remains. And I'm waiting for the funeral home to come and deliver the remains. I had my moment. I'm the only one at the church, and, I, and they come in, and they, they said, well, what do you want, Pastor? I said, well, here's the arrangement, the flowers, and blah, 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 and picture, and, and they sit there. And when they walked out, I stood there and just looked at that thing. I said, this is, <laughs> this is new. <laughs> I, can't see, I can't see Donald. <laughs> I don't see Donald. I don't see his face. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, all right. So I, I brought those statistics out to you, those points about, about the Fahrenheit and the time that it takes to create the body. And, and so, you know, they're only saying here the possibilities that if that heat was 1,000 in your textbook and he mm-hmm. moved it up to 7, we can see that uh, it wouldn't have took long. It would not took long for them to disintegrate, to disintegrate mm-hmm. this fire. Um, at 7,000 degrees, possibly. That's hot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, some dispute the feasibility phys- of heating the furnace seven times hotter as it, as it, hot as it, I can't read. Some dispute the feasibility phys- uh, of heating the furnace seven times hotter as it to perfection, okay, or completeness. Because it being seven, uh, that's one render that they're, they're they're mentioning here. Others believe that the king had created a furnace especially designed for this purpose. Yeah. So that you know, I'm not saying that speculation, but I'm gonna tell you if you can make a golden image this high, yeah. You know, I mean, sometimes I think we think back into these cultures that are thousands of years old. These people didn't know nothing. No. No. 
Yes, they, they were yeah, very they educated. They were very <laughs> learned. They were very talented. We got musical instruments before the 10th generation. Uh -huh. Noah, I mean, they're already trying to build a, a skyscraper. We can't explain all the things about the, the pyramids. Mm -hmm. David played harp. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, he did. Uh, actually, actually, I'm going to throw this in. Um, Alexandra, Alexandra, Ethiopia, one of the largest libraries in the world. Mm. When it burnt, it's been said that there was medical and other things. There was records and medical medical information that has had to be relearned and rewritten oh in our time. Wow. That's crazy. Huh. And we have a we have a understanding uh, the Ethiopian um, eunuch mm -hmm. that Philip encountered. Right. It's believed possibly in church history that he went back to Ethiopia and established one of the largest churches. Or had an influence on, and, 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 and you know, and we're talking about an area where a major place of resources was destroyed by fire. Mm. So we don't know what what has been, possibly that man yeah. knew. All right, that's true. I, I'm just I'm just infatuated. Sometime coming down 540 and see this big old plane in the air. It don't make no sense. Mm. But God gave man the wisdom. He sure did. Mm -hmm. He's gave man the wisdom and the knowledge. He's let man supersede his law of gravity. Okay. Um, B, in this situation, Nebuchadnezzar has become a type of the Antichrist. Yeah. Because we're going to see the extremity of what people are going to go through in the tribulation, um, how that they're going to lose their lives. Uh, number 11, King Nebuchadnezzar saw the faith of the Hebrew boys or Hebrew men and ordered them bound and thrown into the fire furnace. And this is related to uh, page, uh, one eight, uh, page uh, 81 and page 82. We've got A, B, and C. Binding the men in their royal attire so quickly has led some to believe that the king uh, thought the faith of these men could be evidence of the existence of existence of, or reality of their God. Wow. Mm. Wow. All right, then B, mm. Hebrews 11.1 1 declares that faith is the what? Substance. Substance. of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. See, when we step in the level of God's word and what he says, we may not see it right. with the natural eye. Right. Paul talks about that in Corinthians, and I can't remember the verse of scripture, about seeing things that are not and vice versa. So uh, faith, faith is that that unlocks it. If God said it, God can do it. God can do it. Declares that faith is the substance of things hoped for. Mm -hmm. And see, here's something I want to bring out to you. <clears throat> when I've talked about healing before, the word hope, most places in the New Testament, we think of hope almost like a wish. Mm -hmm. Hope sure does. 
A lot of people hope slash wish. Yeah, that's right. I wish for something. I hope. No, the word hope, when you take it back Mm -hmm. to the Greek, most of the time in the New Testament deals with what you are expecting. Yes, right. Expecting. Expecting. I'm expecting December the 25th to get up. Janice is going to light the Christmas tree. We're going to uh, eat a bite, and we're going to go sit down at the Christmas tree and have communion. Yeah. You know, I don't wish it. it I expect it because that's what we do. Right. And, I, I, you know, it's going to happen. Right. You know, I don't know what's going to be on the Christmas tree. And if y'all don't cash at me, I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Dennis, I might have to borrow one of your hats and wrap it and give it back to you. Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Where are we at? Uh, on C. In the, in the C. Under, under C. Okay. C. All right. See, the detained information on the clothing that these men wore has led many to believe that the book of Daniel was written several hundred years prior to the conclusion of the Greek Septuagint. Septuagint, yeah. Okay. Um, See, some people are using this as a um, discrepancy. See, you've got some writers that are, are... people that are supposed to be learned or, or um, theologians, they want to date uh, Daniel to another time. Right there. See on the okay. So detailed information on the clothing that these men wore has led many to believe that the book of Daniel was written several hundred years prior okay. to its conclusion, inclusion in the Greek Septuagint. We know that believe that it was wrote during the time of Daniel, not later in the second century or anything of that nature. Things that eschatology has, not eschatology, of, of, of archaeology have, have, have done uh, give some uh, credence to the writing of the book of Daniel uh, during the time of Daniel's life. All right, number 12, because of the king's urgency in throwing, these, throwing the men into the furnace, the guards who bound up the men were killed in the process of throwing them into the fire. Now I'm going to tell you what, that had to be a hot fire. That had to be a hot fire. And I'm going to tell you, you can't mess with fire without getting burnt. That's right. And I've had one experience and I've got it today. It's a little gallon metal gas can Mm -hmm. and my daddy was burning some trash and I learned one of the best lessons. I didn't get a whooping out of it, thank God. But uh, it was a learning lesson and I was probably about seven, eight years old Daddy steps in the house. He's got a little fire out in the backyard, burning some rubbish and whatever. What did Harry decide he wanted to do? Harry thought it would be good just to see that fire a little bit more. I take the little cap off. You know what happened? No, it didn't explode, honey. But I'm going to tell you what. We had a fire. I like to set myself on fire. What happened was that flame come up and engulfed that whole can. You know what I had to do? Drop it. Yeah. yeah. Goodness. If it had been Yes, gasoline. Oh. Yeah. That was one of the bristles. And, and, you know, Daddy, he, he said a few things, but, I mean, he didn't cuss me out or anything. But, I mean, he was concerned, but he knew I learned a lesson. Yeah. So you can just imagine the recourse of what took place, or the recall of when that fiery furnace was open for them to be cast in and then them to be devoured. Mm. And, you know, they could, they could add fuel. 
tribulation will be cast into the furnace called the lake of fire. Mm -hmm. Lake of fire. Alright, I'm going to get on the stump for one moment. Every one of you, you've prayed it. I know you have. If you're a preacher, you've done it. You've done it in altar service. Stop sending the devil to hell. I've done it. What do you mean? Stop sending the devil to hell. We He's never it. going to hell. We love He's you going it. straight to the lake. So what when do people you say when people say what? You mean what phrase? I've had people and I've done it in the past. I've done it so I've much. Done it. Okay. In the name of Jesus, we or whatever you know. I'll, I'll, my daughter would say, Go back to hell, we can't hell. Hell. <laughs> Satan's not going to hell. Also because hell, okay. death and hell is going to be cast into the lake. That's mm -hmm. right. Hey, that's why I said earlier the the the, the, the Antichrist, the uh, false prophet, mm -hmm. um, the beast, the beast, they're all going to be cast into the lake. Wow. Hell, it's just the terminology we do. We do. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, where do we get terminology from though to do that? <laughs> Sounds what good. we've heard. It sounds good. We've heard it. You know, we've heard it. I mean, I know I'm young, but I think it, I've heard a lot of preachers say it. Yes. Mm -hmm. We mean well. Yeah. Hey, I'm gonna tell you another. I'm gonna tell you another clause. I try to get away from. Oh. I rebuke you, Satan. No, 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 no. Michael, even in the book of Jude, the Lord rebuke you. Yeah. We speak His word and we rebuke. I say that. We the rebuke. Lord rebuke you, Satan. We speak His word. We're going on the authority. What is our authority? It's the word. Yeah. R.W. Schambach, if I'm not mistaken, was in a foreign country. And he actually was having a service and he illustrated it. Praying for somebody in the name of Muhammad. Ooh. In the name of whatever. And when he said in the name of Jesus. Ooh. Mm. -hmm. Mm. Well, I felt something after I released you. I should have just held on a little while. <laughs> yeah. All right. 
Don't get me sidetracked here. Don't worry. We're about to lake a fire. Okay, well, number well, B. We'll go back over this one more time. What, what do you say about uh, we say wrong? What did she say, the young lady? We, we have the tendency to say, uh, we rebuke the enemy and we say, go back to hell, Satan. Yeah. Satan's never going But to he's hell. never going to hell. He's going straight to the lake. So. He's going straight to the lake. Interesting. And it's just a term. I mean, don't, I'm not beating you up. Hey, I'm not going to jump up on a Sunday morning if you're up there praying for somebody and you're beside me and I hear you say, I'm not going to jerk you. Say, hey, I'm not going to do that. That's not that's not godly. Because I'll probably do it again. <laughs> and if you do, that's fine. That's okay. fine. I, I, I've done things that I said I wasn't going to do again. Yeah. I went and ate. After I have one I thing ate. to ask that I've heard. The lake of fire, is it going to be like a ball that goes around in the atmosphere where they're burning in a ball or just? Is it just a lake of fire? I was picture a lake of fire in it. Yes. Because I've heard somebody say that before. But that might be I've a never wrong image. That rolling around into in the fire. I've never heard that I know it's related to a bottomless pit. Yeah. I think there's going to be some kind of continual. Bottomless. Yeah. yeah. What okay. do you think, Brother Dennis? What do I think? <laughs> That's when the get... ball. I don't think it's necessarily a ball. Yeah. I, mean, I think it's what it says. It's a lake. Mm -hmm. They spread out mm -hmm. all the places you don't want to be. And you know, there's. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You know, I guess it has a, a, a liquid type. Uh, Sulfuretic, like lava. That's type. what I always so thought. Like like yeah. yeah. I've always thought about, thought about it like that. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, it never ends. It's forever torment. And, and it wasn't created for man. Praise no, God, it's not all time. Him and his angels. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. fallen right. leaves. Wow. <laughs> Amen. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. Let's that try to finish something here, and then we'll we'll take a break. Yes. And then we'll come back, and we're going to do our best to try to get out of here by Corey. Uh, um, okay, we was using the lake. A, A was the lake of fire, yeah. and B, both the beast and the false prophet during the tribulation will be cast into the lake of fire. Ooh. And it doesn't show them being brought back out. Now there is, we understand that Satan will be loose for a short period of time. Yeah. I hope that's very short. Mm. But thank God we're going to be in God's kingdom. Amen? Amen. Amen. <clears throat> now, um, let's look at number 13. The king observed the bound men being thrown into the fire and later viewed the three plus one more actually walking around in the fire. It's interesting that Sister Proctor would bring up about uh, being a ball of fire. <laughs> and then, you know, it, it, it says here they were actually walking around in the fire. Uh, but uh, all were unhurt. Daniel uses the words, and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Now, who saw this fourth image? Nebuchadnezzar. King Nebuchadnezzar. God made it where he would see it. It's a wake-up call. Yep. It's a wake-up call. He saw the fourth man. Now, I want to talk to you about this fourth man before we take a little break for just a moment. Uh, let me see if I've got notes here that's lining up with uh, some things. Okay. Um, on page 84, I've got highlighted, Nebuchadnezzar was counting 
and what he star saw startled him. There were four men walking around in the fire, not three. No one was tied up, and no one was harmed. Okay, did they not tie them up? Yeah. says they're not bound. Was there somebody else other than what they threw in there? Yep, there's a fourth person. And then he makes a, and, they, and there's no harm. There's no harm. Then it goes on and it says, like the son of the gods. Mm. Now, somebody look, somebody look, let's, let's look at this in the King James for a minute. Okay, because I think this is the new King James. Yes. All right. I'm going to throw something at you. If you've heard it before, fine. If you haven't heard it before, I want to jog who you bring a little bit. I'm going to play with you. I don't want to play. I want to. Give you something to think about, because sometimes we read scriptures and we've heard we've heard about Daniel in the lion's den and our den lion and and this this situation throughout our life. Um, what verse is that again? About the uh, about the fourth man. Three twenty-five. Three twenty-five. Okay. All right. The new, the new King James says, Look, he answered, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not, not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Right. Okay, the Son of God. That's what your new King James says. It didn't say the Son of God's. Okay, look at your King James. The King James says, He answered and said, Lo, I see four men loose walking in the midst of the fire and they have no hurt and the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Now, I don't know if anybody uses any of these translations and I'm not, I'm not going to do like the former pastor that I had start throwing Bibles or books. I just want to make you aware of something because in your studies, one of these days, you may hear this if you haven't already. Um... The Complete Jewish Bible. Anybody familiar with the Complete Jewish Bible? Good volume. Dr. David Stern, who's a rabbi, yeah. got on to be with the Lord. Yeah. He started with the Old Testament, then went to the New. Now he's got the whole Complete uh, uh, complete uh, Bible. And it, it, it is in English, but he does use uh, Hebrew, or Hebrew uh, terminology. Um, but anyway, it says, but he exclaimed, talking about Nebuchadnezzar, look, I see four men not tied up, walking around there in the flames, unhurt, and the fourth looks like one of the gods. <laughs> the gods. Yes. The ESV says the same thing. The, the who, fourth man? is like a son of the gods. ESV? Okay, that's one of your more modern versions or translations. All right, the Revised Standard Bible. He answered... But I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire. Let me just get to the last part. Appearance of the fourth is like the son of the gods. Mm -hmm. okay. okay. The King James Application Bible, it's one that I have in my study. It's a study note. I want you to hear what this uh, Life Application Bible says. It was obvious to those watching that, the, that this fourth person was not human. Mm. 
-hmm. He cannot be certain, we cannot be certain who the fourth man is. I could have, it could have been an angel mm -hmm. or a pre-incarnated appearance of Christ. In either case, God sent a heavenly visitor to accommodate these faithful men during their time of great trial. Now, I have no problem with that. I don't like what it says that we, we, we can't know. I think we can't know. Uh, there, there, is a, there is some no. Um, so let's go on. And he's one of my favorite to follow. I've got one of his. I've got some of his material. Dr. Charles Ryrie. He, he does have some ba some Baptist tendency, but he, he's a, he, and he's gone on to be with the Lord, too. Dr. Uh, Charles Ryrie, he's got a study Bible. I have it. This is what he says. The Son of God, and then he's got better, a son of the gods. Now listen to what he says, and I like this. And if you don't like it, okay, I love you. All right, the fourth, excuse me, the fourth form Nebuchadnezzar saw in the furnace was like a divine being. I think we can't argue with that. Mm -mm. It may have been an angel. Mm -hmm. Okay, I can understand that. Or possibly a pre-incarnated appearance of Christ, though the king would not have known mm -hmm. who he was. That's what my was okay. Here's what I think. I think with what the king said and saw, he would have related it to some kind of deity. That's obvious. Mm -hmm. We got to think like the king for a moment. He did not worship the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. He saw something that was different. He knew this was something that he could not explain. Oh, yes. In his terminology, he knew not the real God. He knew gods. Yeah. He knew statues that mm -hmm. couldn't move or hear or walk, and this was walking in the fire. He knew it was yeah. better than a statue. So, yeah. There was power on display. Yeah. So he could relate it to a deity even though he did not have the right deity. Yeah. If we want to give and even God recognizes there's gods. Yeah. But there's only one God. true God. God. Yes. True God. You know. because uh, scripture even talks about the gods of this world and, mm -hmm. and, and uh, Jesus dealt with those kind of things. But uh, um, so and, and Old Testament writers. So I think a good uh, scenario of this is it doesn't upset me that there may be a translation out here that says the sons of God. And uh, I, I want to say that in some ways it's good for the study, it's good for the point of thinking how the king was thinking. That's right. That's what he was thinking. I think the New King James and the King James have it right in the sense of acknowledging who the who the who the, who the image was, mm -hmm. who the deity was. Okay. So I wanted to clear that up because if you run into that with studies, it'll help you. Mm -hmm. yeah. Say, oh, wait a minute, you know, uh, and, and throw that just like that preacher start throwing the the translations. You know, look for what it reveals that brings you to truth. Mm -hmm. 
you know. Um, I'm not going to use that analogy. Well, a good point with that um, <laughs> is, like I've always read in the King James, where it says "Son of God," <laughs> and I was like, <coughs> you would wonder in your own mind, well, how would Nebuchadnezzar know who the Son of God was? There you go. Right. Wow. There you go. But see, what's beautiful about that? This is another time God's working in the behalf of a false worshiper to show him who he was. Yeah. And there's people out here, you know, that that. Well, what about what about some of the things that we're hearing out of the Middle East or in in Muslim areas, mm-hmm. seeing Jesus, having dreams, having visions. Right. Well, either we got to say there is or there ain't. Right. And we can be wrong both ways if we ain't careful. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. Let's go take about a 10-minute break. We're going to come back, and we'll resolve a little bit about who this identity is or a couple more things we'll say about it. He realized something, too, natural going on. He had to love. Because if he would have through his statue that they're worshiping in the fire, it would have burned. The gold would have been gone. You know, I think, you know that, that's a good point because it would be it would be worth knowing yeah. how hot does it have to get for gold to be refined. Oh, we should Google that. That's interesting. I'm gonna do research on that. This is fascinating. Where's the captain? He's in the hiding part of the ship asleep. Hey, brother, brother. Yeah. If you look, I mean, if we can look and see on the other side, there's a plank. Peter's on the plank. He says, I ain't walking that water again. He's walking the plank. No. No, and I would, that's more a modern day fishing boat than mm-hmm. what they would have. But that's, that's what I drew because. Oh, you drew that? Yeah. Well, you did a good job. I like yeah, that. I, did that. I didn't have a problem with what you got. The first year we came, this whole room was set up for the children as a classroom with fish stuff with oh. fishermen of men. This class was fishermen of men. And then one next door was um, like superhero type thing. Okay. And you drew all the birds too? No. Everything that's hand drawn, I did. Okay. The um, those fish, those are just stuff up there I didn't do. You didn't name the boat. Yeah. The USS Mena. <laughs> or the. That's what it kind of reminded me of. Yeah. Gilligan's Island. Oh, okay. <laughs> Gilligan was one of my favorite shows when I was a kid. Yeah.
Are y'all leaving? Have to wait that it'll calm down. Oh, I know. Caroline, I we just got our passports. He got, Ronnie got his uh, a week ago. I got mine this week. It was expensive, though, but we went ahead on the day. Oh, okay. On after. All right, we're going to look at. Um, Number 13, uh, I think we kind of touched on it, but we'll touch on it a little bit more on page 18 in your syllabus. And there's some things that I want to bring out on page 84 in your textbook. And we've been discussing who this fourth man might be. You know, I think it's interesting that uh, Sister Zorn would have brought up the scripture there in Isaiah. If I'm not mistaken, if I'm quoting it wrong, you can go and find it again. Who said he would go through the fire with us? Jesus. 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 Okay. He would go through it through the fire with us. When thou walkest through the fire, I will thou shalt not be burned. Yeah. Alright, number thirteen, it says the king observed the bound men being thrown into the fire and later viewed the three plus more actually walking around in the fire. All were unhurt. Now, I want to I want to make a statement here that we know that it wasn't one of those that got consumed when they opened it and mm-hmm. fell in. Because he said they were walking around. Mm-hmm. They were walking around. So so that, that eliminates some things there. Uh, Daniel 3.25 uses the words, the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. Now, we, we, we've... Uh, Elaborated on that out of mm-hmm. the King James and New King James. Many think that the king was looking at the pre-incarnated Christ, the fourth man. So pre-incarnated Christ is the answer there. Okay. That should go there. And you'll find that um, on page 84 in the top yes. paragraph, the word pre-incarnated, if you need help with the spelling. Um, so some take that it's the pre-incarnated now we know that Jesus existed before he ever came in Bethlehem Yes. I think there's people out here that believe that's when Jesus came into existence we really do and they celebrate his birthday every year uh-huh. you know just like we do our own right but he existed way before he that. He was born in April or spring or something. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we read that verse. We read that verse. First Corinthians. What was it? 10-4. Ten four. Yeah. He says he was that rock in the wilderness was Christ. That's right. Was Christ. So there's a pre. There's a pre. There's a pre. And actually, we go to another thought of terminology. B. The appearance of the fourth man in the fire is called a theophany. Theophany. A theophany. Is you may want to make a note of this uh, as a noun, the word theophany is a visible man, yes. Yes. 
excuse me, it is a visible manifestation to human kind of God or a God. Okay. So let's just even for a moment think. Let's try to think like Nebuchadnezzar. If he didn't know what the meaning of theophany was, he would have even been correct thinking or a God. But what we've got to do is we've got to go beyond that and we need to go. Somebody turn to Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 through 8 for me real quickly. What did the king see and know? I think that's a question that's valid. We already know that he knew it had to be something of a deity. We've already discussed that. Philippians 2, what? Chapter 2, verses 5 through 8. And it reads. You got it, sister? Go ahead. Okay. I do it. Okay. Yeah, I don't have it. Okay, who is Five, you say five, what's it? Five through eight. Okay. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. And what did you say? What, 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 what uh, it? Verses five through eight. Oh. Who being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself a no reputation and took upon him the, and took upon him the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. And lastly, verse eight, and being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. Okay. If the Son of Man could be born in Bethlehem mm-hmm. and his daddy be the Holy Ghost, yeah. we also see other places in Scripture where we uh, have to acknowledge that uh, there was emphasis of uh, what we would consider a theophany. Mm-hmm. Um, I was looking to see if it gave that. All right, look on page number 84, and I may be getting ahead of myself. Um, it tells us there, 84, it says, the, and this is the second uh, paragraph, it's a short paragraph. The appearance of the fourth man in the furnace is called a theophany. Some other theophanies in the Bible. So if we're looking for evidence, we've got. Five witnesses here. <laughs> Everything was to be established by two or three witnesses, was it not? Yes. Why right, we got five here? All right, we all already have read Philippians chapter two, verses five through eight, or had, had it read. So we understand that there is a time that Christ stepped into this earth. Mm-hmm. We also have to understand that the passage of scripture, John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And I may have said this before, and if I have, that's fine. Do you know that John 1, 1, now I want you to stay with me with when I say this, actually, the Word of God is the mind of God. Mm-hmm. So in some concept, none of it's older than the other. But when we put time on it, and you get an understanding, John 1, 1 is older than Genesis 1, 1. I speak was that in the beginning was the word was with God and the word was God. But Genesis 1 1 doesn't say that. Does it, it says in the beginning God created. So the word was already already with God. Mm-hmm. And the word was God. Was God. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, we try to put things in time. John 1 1 is older than Genesis 1 1. Does that make sense? Yes. yes. The way it read it does. Mm. Okay. So how difficult is it for God to step in 
man's time because he's eternal. Yes. He's eternal. Yeah, I know he established the earth and he put it in a cycle of 724 and, and seasons and all that. But with God, everything's eternal. Mm -hmm. Okay? The first witness that we have, number one, it says the appearance of God to Moses as the burning bush. Well, I'm going to tell you what, I'd have been ready to go back to Egypt if I'd seen a burning bush. <laughs> now, when he told me to take my shoes off, that had been the second question because I can't run. And the sun and the sand's going to be hot. Okay, let's move on. Okay, so we see a theophany there where God appeared or, and, and to Moses in the burning bush. Two, the appearance of God to leave the Jews as a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. So they had a witness at day, they had a witness at night, and every time that it began to move, they were to move too, right? Mm -hmm. That tells us something there. When the Spirit moves, we're to move. Yes. Mm -hmm. That's right. Praise God. Amen. Amen. All right. Number three, the appearance of God to Moses and the Jews as thunder, lightning, and smoke on Mount Sinai, Exodus 19, 18 through 20. Um, mercy. I was, I was just having a, a thought. Alright. Number four, the appearance of Jesus to, to Peter, James, and John is dazzling in dazzling white clothes on the Mount of Transfiguration. Was it the Mount of Transfiguration or was it his baptism? I know there was a voice in his baptism. Was there one of those encounters that it was like thunder? I think the people um, who were around him, they heard thunder. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. All right, let's let's look up Mark nine two. I'm curious now. I have a I have a I have a thought, and it's going to be a little humorous, but it's a thought. It's a thought. I hope I've got the right scripture because I didn't make a note of this. That's why I was kind of chuckling just Mark a nine ago. two. Mark nine. Mm -hmm. Mark 9, 2. Two uh, after six days. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, and 6-2. Uh, okay. Okay. And he was transfigurated before them, mm -hmm. and his raiment <laughs> came shining, exceeding white as snow, so as no fuller on earth can whiten them or no soap. Um, there appeared unto them Elias and Moses, and they were talking with Jesus. And Peter answered and said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here, and let us make three tabernacles, one for thee, and one for Moses, and one for Elias. <laughs> for he wist not what to say, for they were so afraid. And there was a cloud, and overshadowed them, and a voice came out of heaven, or came out of the cloud, saying, This is my beloved Son, hear me. And I know that took place at his baptism, too, where he spoke. And suddenly, when they had looked round, about they saw no man anymore save Jesus only with themselves. Mm -hmm. um, I was thinking this mention thunder. There is a place, and maybe one of the other gospels, and this is not it. You see, yeah, I was thinking there was, and I didn't make a note of this, but I, I kind of was chuckling because 
When those disciples that were present at this time, and I'll just go ahead and tell you, and if, if somebody finds it, that'll be fine. I won't take the time to try to find it. If you want to reference 9, uh, 20, 9 uh, verses 9, I mean chapter 9 of Mark uh, 2 and 7. But there was one encounter where it thundered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if Peter and John, I mean, excuse me, if, if John and James by any chance were there, because I know John was in the inner circle and his brother James, they were known as the sons of thunder. Yep. It amazes me. <laughs> it amazes me how that uh, that would be related. This is one time they don't need to be speaking and making the noise. They need to be hearing what heaven says. That's right. And and we'll find that. And it may be in some other reference that I'm thinking, but but that, that, that kind of come to me. All right, let's go back and look at number five: the appearance of the Holy Spirit to the 120 believers as wind and tongues of fire. So there's another emphasis of the presence of, of, of uh, God and by that of the Holy Spirit, and we know the triuneness of them. So there was this witness of tongues on that of the day of Pentecost of fire. So these are uh, what we call theophanies. theophanies. I think and, I found it. I think okay. Exodus 19, 16. Yes, I was going to say. And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount and the voice and I didn't give you the rest of okay. it. You have it? And um, the voice. Do you have something else? Or is that the same? Same thing. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. talking about John 12. Is that it? John 12? Yeah, okay, oh. read. I thought there was a New Testament scripture. Yeah, it's in the gospel too. John 12. Okay. Okay. Jesus is praying. Okay, Jesus is praying. Yeah. Part of the prayer, part of it. Uh, Father, glorify thy name. Father, so Father glorify their name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. The people therefore that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Uh-huh. Oh, there he is. Okay. And, and the other said an angel spoke to him. What verse is right? Verse 29. Jesus answered and said, this voice came not because of me. Because because your yeah. okay. John, 20, uh, John 12. Is there a reference to any of the disciples being there? Sure they were. I, I think my point of thought was when I read that here recently was it thunders, the people hear, and the point is John, John and James had been accused of being the sons of thunder. Yeah. yeah. And there was times, them two boys, they could be kind of rowdy with what they said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So my point of thought was, okay, God says, listen, if it sounds like thunder, you need to listen to it. You need to listen. <laughs> you need to listen. It ain't John and James this time rolling, doing a drum roll. That's funny. Okay. All right. There is a wide agreement among Bible experts that the fourth man in the fire was Jesus. Mm-hmm. The Son of God visited earth during this worldwide religious service and took control of the fire. This shows that the supernatural world is real and the power to be reckoned with by everyone. Praise God. Everyone. So I, 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 I can understand the thought of the king. I can understand the thought of, of uh, the writers that we've, we've uh, expounded on. I do believe that it is... Um, Something that would have been before Christ came to this earth uh, as as flesh, so it's pre-incarnated, but it definitely was a theophany where there was a visible uh, 
uh, a visible uh, man or manifestation of a human kind. And so we see five witnesses of it in Scripture at least. All right. Um, and actually, I think we pretty much touched on these in a sense. Uh, but I'll, I'll run back over them for 14. Uh, the first answer should be a burning bush that appeared uh, when, when God uh, appeared to Moses. Number two should be um, a God to lead the Jews as a pillar of cloud and a pillar of fire. All right, C should be Mount Sinai, the appearance of God to Moses and the Jews as thunder, lightning, and smoke on Mount Sinai. Okay? And then the appearance of James, uh, Jesus to Peter, James, and John in dazzling white on the Mount of Transfiguration. And the appearance of the Holy Spirit to the 120 believers as wind and tongues of fire on Pentecost. Now here's another thing that I think that is, is worth well mentioning is what the effects of this fire was. Because even the king had to acknowledge that there was no harm. Mm -hmm. right. When he saw in the fire still, there was no harm to these guys. Now, I know every one of us, and I'm not trying to be humorous at this point because hell is serious. Oh, yeah. yes, it is. How we take care of our bodies, and I'm not condoning, and I'm not standing here criticizing or, or uh, going to make a, a, a clothesline, but everyone else have heard the statement, uh, you know, cigarette might not send you to hell. I've heard that. Yeah. <laughs> but it'll make you smell like you've been there. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard that. Well, um, you know, like I said, I'm not trying to bounce off on, on something, but... What I think is beautiful and remarkable is the miraculous the king saw before they were even brought out what has taken place. He, he saw no harm. The Bible says their bodies weren't burnt. Mm -hmm. So that's uh, the answers to 15A and B and C and D we need to look at. They're, they uh, burnt, uh, did not burn their bodies. Did not burn their bodies. And the only thing we see all over the fire had killed the best soldiers, and it burned the ropes. That's the only thing that we see. It devoured the enemy. It devoured the soldiers. And these guys were loose. Their ropes burnt. Okay. Second of all, um, about singeing their hair. Their hair. Thank God I wouldn't have lost, I wouldn't have wanted to lost what little bit I've got. <laughs> So their hair wasn't singed, and then even their clothes. And I want you to think about something. This king done this in haste, and he didn't even think about, hey, guys, I want your royal guard. That wasn't cheap stuff. I don't think these guys run around in sackcloth no. and look kingly or look officially. No, they had, hey, I'm going to tell you what. They had some bling-bling around their neck. Yeah. They had some royal clothes oh, on yeah. This king was so upset, he didn't even take off the pair and make them put on a gown. <laughs> or put your PJs on, fella. And probably their PJs would have been worth more than what we wear. <laughs> king did not, he did not wait. But it even, even did not scorch their robes. So the king was saved with the economy of not having to reclothe them. So God protected their bling bling. 
<laughs> that was good. Thank you, Lord. I like that. That was really good. Brother, I come to your church, I'm going to find me a cross about yay big. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, won't do that. I, won't. I, I missed it. I missed it. What was it? Say that again. I missed it. Back the bling bling didn't get burnt. Uh, no, no, seriously. Which one are we asking about? Fifteen. Fifteen. It didn't burn their bodies. It didn't send their, singe their hair, and it did not scorch their robes. It didn't do any damage to their clothing. Right. Their royal garments. No smell on them. And then that's why I made reference to what I said. It left its smell. It didn't leave no smell uh -uh. of smoke on them. Wow. And I'm going to tell you right now, that's one of the things I despise more than anything is the smell of a cigarette. Oh, oh mercy. I can't, I can't be in it. I can't be around it. As a matter of fact, you know, I, I hope my little bit of humor helps. Um, I did write this in my brother. Did I write this? Can you read my writing? What did I say? Better than sleeping. Better than smoking candles. Oh, <laughs> 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 laughing out loud. Okay, I did put that in my notes. Okay, all right. Number sixteen. Mm. The environment changes. Lord, how mercy the worship service changes. Yeah. When God gets in it, it will change. Yeah. Have you ever just been in a service? I got to share this. I got to share this. I went to a Church of God camp meeting years ago. T.L. Lowry was there. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. There was 5,000 people there in Charlotte. Ooh. This tabernacle was full. I was sitting about eight rows, almost straight to the platform. The, the PIM, I probably shouldn't tell all this information. The Pembroke Choir was singing. Okay. That choir loft was full. You ever been in a service when you knew God wanted to do something, but oh, it ain't happening? Yeah. The atmosphere's there, but it just ain't happening. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. The next thing I know, I do not know except God had to be with that young man. He was about midway mm -hmm. in next to the last row, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was three or four rows of singers. I don't remember how many was in the choir. It was a pretty good-sized choir. Mm -hmm. The Holy Ghost hit that fellow. He came over the people in front Ooh. of him, and the, and the podium, he landed right on his feet in front of the podium and took off and lapped that tabernacle. The whole place erupted. Ooh. The whole place Ooh. erupted. Mm. Not because of the emotion, but because of the movement. That man obeyed God. Yes, I was about to say. He yep. obeyed God. And when it took place, the next thing I know, T.L. Lowry was on his feet. And if you've ever been to one of his services, he had a Bible big oh, enough yes. that if he laid hands or he, he touched you, you was going to fall under the Norton or that Bible was going to knock you out. <laughs> one of the, oh, I shouldn't have said that. I'm telling you what, people started flocking to the altar. He was just going down, touching, touching, touching. He never preached that night. I was in about eight rows back, and all of a sudden, I hadn't received the Holy Ghost very long. Mm. It had been a few, maybe, maybe a year. Mm. And I'm telling you what, a wave hit, mm. and everybody was just going yeah. out, and things had happened. God, do it again. Somebody received the Holy Ghost yes. behind this is the truth. I'm not making this up. Wow. 
all of a sudden, T.L. Lowry has the mic. He never preached that night, but God just started moving. I mean, people getting healed, people getting saved, and all these kind of things. He did not come dressed. He had a suit of clothes on. And all of a sudden, all of a, all of a sudden, T.L. Lowry, somebody must have told him. He says, folks, he said the high sheriff of Gaston County is laying on the floor Ooh. under the anointing of God. He was in just dress clothes, you know, or, or a suit, not in his uniform. Mm. He didn't know who he was. Wow. I'm going to tell you, when God shows up in the meeting, when God will change the heart, yeah. when God touches the musicians, when God touches the singers, yeah. and we enter into the throne room to worship, Ooh. we're going to have church. Praise God. We're going to have church. Yes. Amen. And there's something that takes place here. Yes. Something Ooh. takes place. Mm. All right. Let's, uh, did we do 16? No, the miracle of the fire changed things dramatically. The powerful leader of a one-world government accepted defeat and began to praise God. <laughs> Glory to God. Woo! The king began to worship God. Wow. The king acknowledged the great faith and faithfulness of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Oh their trust in God Ooh. and their yes. courage to stand firm and be faithful in the face of death. Now, verse number 39 of that chapter tells us that he made another decree. Uh, excuse me, 29. I didn't think that looked right. Therefore, I make a decree to any people, nation, or language, which speaks anything amiss against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, shall be cut into pieces. And their houses shall be made an ash heap because there is no other God who can deliver like this. Oh my God. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what, the high sheriff Ooh. of Gaston County may be laying under the, on the floor. <laughs> if God can do that, he can touch the king and he touched the king. Yes, he yeah. did. He, now, now, everything wasn't horky dorky with Nebuchadnezzar, but this got his attention. Yeah. This got his attention. He made this decree that they would be cut into pieces and their houses would be destroyed. Now, I want you to see something. It, it, it's brutal that the king would go to this extreme to cut people alive. But you know what he really was saying by destroying their house? He said, I'm going to annihilate you. I'm going to make a dumb deal. I'm going to bulldoze everything you own and I'm going to bury it. Ooh. There is not going to be no heritage of you left. Amen. That says something. Yeah, it does. That says something. No heritage. Then 18, the second decree was an acknowledgement of the Jew, the Jews' God. And on page 87, hmm. these are uh, this is a word that I think that's important. It talks about how of the omnipotence the omnipotence and the superiority of the Jews' God. The second decree was an acknowledgement of the Jews' God on page 87. Okay. Um, 
The reason behind this decree is very important. The most powerful man in the world said, no other God can save in this way. Mm -mm. This is an acknowledgement before the world of the omnipotence, the all power, the all superior, the Elohim, and superior of the Jews' God. Ooh. This was a proclamation, a historical proclamation. Mm -hmm. Number 19, how did the king reward? Okay, the what was the answer to A and B, though? What, A is an omnipotent, and it's on page 87 in your book, right under uh, what he was going to do to the any, any one of any land, people that spoke against uh, the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. It's in that next paragraph under two. And superiority. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, the first, the first is omnipotent, and the second was superiority of the Jews' God. All right, number 19. How did the king reward these three men by their trials? You know, what's sad is still, even though he's made this acknowledgement, it's almost like the king, now maybe this is my take, is always trying to gratify himself by giving gifts. Yeah. Now, maybe I've got this wrong, but this is what I'm thinking. Is it still coming back to who I am? Mm -hmm. who, I, who I am and what I can do. Still a form of worship he's given to himself. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. the last thing these guys needed this in, in some aspect, but, but yet God used these promotions too. How did the king reward the three men for their trials? They received promotions, giving them even more power than they had held before. And see, the beautiful thing about that is God knows how to elevate us yes, he does. for whatever next area of service is. Mm -hmm. They received promotions, giving them even more power than they had held before. Yep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's what I knew to the all powerful All right, let's uh, look at number 20. Number 20, King Nebuchadnezzar and the world was told that God is in control and can do anything he wants to do. This is what God did for Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And this is on page 88. Mm -hmm. If you want to look at it, it's those um, six things there. This is number 20. He removed their bonds. <laughs> Praise God. Now, wouldn't it have been sad if, if, if only the fire would have annihilated their bonds? Mm -hmm. and, you know, and I'm going to say something. In the natural, does God ever use natural things? Sure yes. he does. Yes. Sure he does. God may have let the fire burn the bonds off. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying. Sure but look at what else God done. He protected them from the fire. He protected them from the furnace. He protected these are the things. Join them in the furnace. He joined them. A would be he removed their bonds. B, he protected them from the fire. Mm -hmm. C, he joined them in the furnace. furnace. I ain't seen no gods of, of Babylon join them in the fire. Mm. Uh, D, got glory for his Amen. name. Amen. Amen. E, silenced their enemies. 
and F had them rewarded. So those are six major things that took place from this event. Um, let's look at the wrap up and we'll, we'll be out of here by three o'clock if not before. Let's look at the wrap up. This is what we should have seen in this chapter. Bullet point one, Nebuchadnezzar was hoping to prove that his disturbing dream in chapter two was not true. So this was a denial. He was doing everything he could do to deny it. And, and you think about it, it was it was a self-imagery of himself. But you know, a king, if he's in his right mind, ought to want a heritage that's going to follow him. But you can see it's all about him. It's all about him. Yes. More so. And later we'll even talk about some of the uh, personalities that may have been uh, temporarily in, in rule uh, when we go into our next parts of lessons in, in reference to the time of the seven years or, or the uh, times uh, that there was others that were in control, uh, even, a, even a son, possibly a grandson. We'll talk more about that later. But anyway, I think we still see that his thought was, how can I preserve who I am? It was, a, it was a gold from hand to foot and contradicted Daniel's interpretation of the dream. Nebuchadnezzar was trying to show that his kingdom would last forever, mm. Daniel 3.1. You know, what we could say here, it has still had an influence. Yes. It still has an influence, but it does not exist in the, mm -hmm. the sense of, of being eternal. Um Number uh, bullet point two, Nebuchadnezzar held a worldwide worship service to dedicate his great statue. The service began with music. People from all nations were present and ordered to bow or suffer a, ter a terrible punishment being thrown into the blazing furnace. And that can be found in verses two through six of Daniel three. Next bullet point, Nebuchadnezzar was furious when he was told that the Three Jews did not obey his command. Although he gave them a second chance, they still refused. I'd rather say they stood right. Mm -hmm. It wasn't just a refusal because they had come to the acknowledgement of what the results were going to be. Yeah. We're going to be we're going to be free of you, King, and God's got control of this. Yeah. The next bullet point is the answer given by the Jews angered the king even more. He had the furnace heated to its maximum capacity. Then commanded some of his best men to tie up the Jews and throw them into the fire. But the fire had no effect on them. Praise wow. God. Daniel 3, 19, Amen. verses 21 through 27. Or then 27. The, la the last bullet point. When Nebuchadnezzar saw a fourth man in the fire, he was amazed. Mm -hmm. He saw that the fire had no effect on Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, so he asked them to come out of the furnace. He asked them to come out of the furnace. Woo, the enemy had to ask them to come out of the furnace. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing, right? I like to say it like this. Pretty good. Amen. That's right. That's right. That's right. 
Oh, hallelujah. I mean, the worship was hot in there. Yeah. And and, and they was right in the presence of God, brother. You're right. The king at hope. There was some holiness fire in there. I'll tell you what. I hate to say this, but one of them boys should have said, come on in, king. It's hot in here, but it's good. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, what do you want us to come out? We're enjoying this. We'll have a revival. (laughs) Come on in, king. The men that threw them in there, they got burnt to a singe, didn't they? They sure did. Because the fire wasn't made for them. No. That fire was made for them to walk through, but they would never pass through it. Mm -mm. All right, let's look at the study questions, and I'm going to leave you alone. Study questions. What motive did the Chaldeans or Chaldeans have for telling the king that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego did not obey his decree? What is that bad, or how does it apply to us? Okay, when you answer that question, mm-hmm. the answer is going to be there in the book. Okay. In your syllabus. But look at that question. What did it ask? Why is that bad? That's given the answer the book says, but you may want to elaborate, how could that apply to you? Right. Okay? All right. Number two, what decree did Nebuchadnezzar issue, and what was the penalty for disobedience? If given this choice during the tribulation, what would you do? Well, I'm I'm going to say this. I'm believing that I'm not going to have to make that decision. I'm out of here. But it's a, it's a valid question. Yeah. It's a valid mm-hmm. question. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, that could be a evangel- evangelism point. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, you bring somebody to a point uh, that they want to talk about end time, say, hey, well, let me ask you a question. If you believe there's going to be a tribulation, what if you were left? What Ooh, are you going to do? That's a good question to ask. Think about it. Yeah. Think about it. Um, number three, do you think the three Jews would have worshipped the golden image if they had believed God would not save them from the fire. Mm. I think we got the answer on that. They had a resolve that was made up that they're going to be delivered to this king. (laughs) Number five, how did Nebuchadnezzar change his decree? What does it show about free speech and freedom of worship in Babylon? That's interesting. Amen. All right. I wish we'd have got a little further But uh, I hope that you've enjoyed this today and you've learned something.